I feel like I fit I fit right in, you know what I'm saying? With my defense, my versatility, I'll be able to help with spacing, being able to space the floor for, for, for Jalen. Overall, playing hard and just my, my, my will to win will, will, will help us tremendously. This team is going to be the best in the league. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. We got a lot of young talent, um, a lot of guys that's wanting to be a great team. We all got the mentality to do it. So, yeah, it's going to happen sooner than later. You're listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit, State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks, and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and of course, with me as always is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow my brother on Twitter at JP underscore Marabueno. Follow myself at Summit Commish. Follow our show slash podcast at Summit SOM Pod. And of course, follow the media company at Apollo HOU and at Apollo NBA. GM, we have a lot to get into here. So let's let's just get into it now. But I have to I have to sing you, I have to serenade you as well as all of our listeners because we're officially back. It's the most wonderful time of the year. The Rockets are back and the Rockets are back and the Rockets are back. It's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> We're yeah. back, baby doll. How I'm, you doing? I'm with it. That was that was a good rendition. And that definitely added to the hype and excitement of what was occurring earlier today. Um, media day very very excited you know and you could say it is probably the most wonderful time of the year some people might say it's NBA 2k time some people say it's home opener but to Kenny it's uh, media day Rockets content is back (laughs) yeah there was it there was Rockets content uh, is back there was an excessive amount of what was Rockets content I'm so excited and hey man I was here for it it was a busy day I was on vacation still from work Yes, but, yes, tell the people where you were. So you were busy over this past weekend, so you were, you know, taking care of a few things obviously. Yes, we were on vacation in Dallas Ooh, celebrating enemy territory. Yes, yes. Did you say what's up to Christian Wood? No, I did not. I made sure to stay away. We passed by the um what was it? We passed by the Dallas Mavericks practice facility multiple times. Uh, I don't know where American Airlines Center is, but we definitely drove by that. I was like, I should take a picture in front of there, repping Rocket Skier, been like rep for my city. But no, nah, no, nah, I didn't want to cut. I don't want to make any more enemies than we've already made. Um, I am a diligent man. The people who love makes me. I don't know very good about. decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, and smart decisions. We don't need to put a, a target on our back. They are the team that has Luka Doncic, yeah. who could make a perennial playoff run. While we are still trying to scratch and claw back into relevance yeah and yeah. that's what we're trying to make our way there and you know it was cool kind of because because you had gone to dallas obviously so while you were doing that i was kind of just taking that weekend and kind of prepping and getting ready for obviously the big day which was going to be today mm-hmm. what's the big day that you may ask rockets media day which we've been talking about at nauseum for the past maybe two weeks if you had been listening to our podcast but the big day is finally here and that's why i had to serenade you i had to serenade the audience <laughs> one time because it's just such a great it's such a great occasion just because you get full-on rockets content you get all you get Kevin Porter Jr., Jabari Smith, you get Jalen Green, a Boban, you get mm. these players, Al P, uh, Josh Christopher, all under one roof in one uniform. Yeah. Like, it, I think that's the cool thing about it and kind of just getting to experience it. And it was available on a live stream for people that were able to watch it. And I, I thought it was a great idea. So, okay, so I want to jump into it, obviously, right now because this is the meat and potatoes of the show. We need to get into it right away, but look, Rockets Media Day ended up starting at a little after 11 a.m. That was around the start time, and it's not even just the Rockets. It was literally most of the teams in the NBA had already had their media day, Mm -hmm. but the Houston Rockets started at 11 a.m., and it first kicked off with a Steven Silas and Rafael Stone interview, which we'll get into in a little bit, but 
let's talk about just the immediate takeaways as of right now for what we saw, what we heard in regards to the Rockets. I just want to put out a little disclaimer. I was not able to listen to it live because I was at my actual day job. I was not able to listen to it, but when I was on my break, I was listening to it. When I was getting out of work, I was listening to it. So I was able to catch up. GM, I want you to give me a few of your takeaways. Mm -hmm right out of the gate and then I will rebuttal with a few of my takeaways. But go ahead and take the take the mic here. Um so one take a few takeaways that I got actually was that we are going to be hard to play against <laughs> according to Steven Silas. And the question was if you could describe this team for this year in an adjective a word what would you say? And Steven Silas said hard to play against. If it were me, I would have chosen the word competitive, but I like the phrase. And Steven Silas you be about it. You do your thing. Yeah, um, that's what he chose. Another one was KJ Martin is not long for this team. And his answers were very politically correct, but you could tell by body language, he just didn't seem too excited. And, you know, Kevin Porter Jr., he had a great presser. I don't know if I clocked it. I don't know if anyone clocked it or anyone did. Um, I would say I think KPJ might have had one of the longer ones, maybe if oh, not the did. longest. I would I, w- I didn't I can't mm-hmm. clock it right off the top of my head but I would think at least 10 to 15 minutes yeah his his presser was very informed because some were only like yeah. going for three minutes yes yeah. uh like Boban Garrison Matthews even KJ very very short to the point and I totally understand it there's a lot more happening but those are a few takeaways of mine from today mm-hmm. Kenny what about you Okay, well, straight out of the gate, obviously the big thing that popped out of my head was Jalen's weight gain and that he was actually able to attest to it and confirm. 10 pounds, man. 10 pounds worth. He was he was jumping from 170 to 173. Now he's a confirmed 182. And I, 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 when, I, when he said that, well, I could tell right out of the jump just the way this body looks. And now it's not maybe the muscle on the arms, but it's the totality of the body. Yeah. Like I can tell he's he's a little bigger now than he was last year especially if you look at the side-by-side comparisons um from last year to this year so that's that's point number one Jalen's weight game which I think will bode well not in games one two three four five six seven eight nine or ten but more like in games 50 through 55 50 through 60 and so on will be those games where you'll start seeing Jalen's muscle be put into work so that's definitely point number one for me point number two I gotta talk about my son obviously come on now Jabari Smith is a freaking winner because what he did in the way and we'll go into this just a little bit later but you know he said you know i'll be whatever my teammates need me to be like i'm a winner i have a winner's mentality i think my defense my winning mentality is going to make it is going to make an immediate is going to make an immediate impact for the team which is what i said before the freaking draft and he's basically you know you know i've been communicating with my son i've been communicado with him so obviously he gets it so he's basically laying out the groundwork for what's going to be coming this season obviously so that's point number two point number three which you had already you know uh, brilliantly brought up was a uh, kj martin kj martin look i'm going to quote the great elvis presley kj martin has left the building he's not like he's just not wow that was impressive yeah he's just not he's not present now granted he's in the building but the mind is not there like you can just kind of tell like and i'm not saying this in a negative way i'm not bashing on him in any way he deserves like he has a bigger role and we'll go into that we'll go into that in a little bit because we obviously have to spotlight him and point number four which is last lp is 100 percent correct quoting jalen green facts this team will be the best team in the nba in the future sooner rather than later so those are the four big points that kind of really just came out to me that really spoke to me and really showed me that this team is not going to be a 20 win team from last year this team is gearing up to be now granted don't i'm not i'm not overplaying i'm not saying we're going to be a playing team you know you're not going to be a 20 win team you may be a, a 30 win team or a 35 win 30 team, win team is but a plus plausible. 10 but a plus 10 you that'd know what i mean that's great improvement yeah that'd be a really great improvement so gm you know when they say you want good news first or you want bad news first. Obviously, you want the bad news first right out of the gate. So let's just open it up with some bad news after these takeaways. With Opening up with KJ Martin right here. So I, I want to give you my little take on it, and then I want to hear what you have to say in regards to what you may think may happen going into the season if he makes it to the season. For me, KJ Martin, right out of the gate, it stinks because he... Him and Jay Sean have pretty much been the pillars. Him, Jay Sean, and Gordon... 
you know, have been pretty much the pillars for the team since that, you know, long begotten 2020 season. Um, but KJ, who's now going into year three of his career, has been making steady improvement of being a very serviceable NBA role player, obviously. Mm-hmm. You'd think in the third year with the constant improvement, he'd have, you know, as the he continues to improve, the role will improve. Obviously, that's not going to be the case. I knew right out of the gate. When Jabari and Tari got selected, that was the last like that was the last nail in the coffin for his role on the team. Because you got these guys, you have those two that are ready to t- come in and you know make their ways to the team. Jabari's a number three overall pick for God's sake. Tari Eason's a number seventeen pick overall, and these two are going to make huge strides and impacts for the team. Then you got Eric Gordon who plays some three. You know what I mean? Then you have Jay Sean Tate who plays the three and the four. Then you got Garrison Matthews on top of that. It is a gluttony of forwards going into the season. It's hard for a guy like KJ to find minutes because he's not a true power forward. He's only six five, six six, and he's not a true small for it either because he can't hit a consistent three so it's like you're kind of juggling of this 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 the way that he plays and the rhythm that he plays it doesn't really mesh and there's no true position that he plays so on top of that you have Jabari and Tari who have more established positions already and they're just rookies so that alone is in my opinion what ultimately sealed the deal for kj martin and i understand completely from his perspective it's a business he wants to make as much money as he can and he wants to play a bigger role on the team so i understand it 100 percent with how he feels but that interview lasted three or four minutes in total and that was just about it and that was just about all she wrote and that's all that i needed to know you know i'm just here to do my job I'm just here to do my job. Like James Harden back, you know, in a year or two ago when he was just repeating after himself over and over again. So that's my pretty much my take on it. GM, what's been overall your take in regards to KJ Martin and where do you think he's going to be and how long do you think he lasts as a Rocket? Um, I don't know. I mean, this presser that had occurred earlier today, you could just tell that KJ just wasn't for it. Um, I don't know why they made him available to the media, but hey, man, I mean, I, I it, it's cool. He was willing to do it. He was willing to publicize. I wonder if you have a choice. I don't know. I wonder. To be honest it makes you think you. about it. Um, I have no idea, mm-hmm. but it was cool to see him up there. I was surprised, but we all knew what the questions were going to be, and he answered diligently in terms of saying that it's up to upper management and his agent, which is normal answers for people that seem like they're just probably ready to move on in terms of those responses we even got the same thing from eric gordon to not to the same extent but more so eric gordon stating that he wanted to stay but that's neither here nor there um in terms of how i feel about the request i think okay he's a second round pick i would say this he's certainly earned his stripes in terms of playing but I don't think he's earned the stripes in terms of being like, I deserve a bigger role or I deserve to get traded. He was a role player for the worst team in the NBA. Um, I don't know where this entitlement comes from, but. Kenny Martin Sr. is his dad. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. <laughs> but know? in my opinion, I just think that I'm, I'm not sure if he has the, the withstanding to where he like I can I can request a trade. I'm not a fan of it, but I get it. Um, this is a league full of egos and players that want to capitalize on themselves. And KJ Martin has to work hard again in order to get minutes ahead of the likes of Tar Eason and Garrison Matthews and an Eric Gordon. And I understand that, but you are a second round pick, man. Um, you certainly proved your worth in terms of what you bring to the table, but I'm just not the biggest fan of the request. I understand where he's coming from, just not a fan of it. Um, do I think that he is going to last here? No, I do not. I think he will be gone before the end of the preseason. Um, this presser kind of says it. It's It seems more so likely he's like, I'm here. I'm going to be a good soldier. I will make my appearances. I will talk with whomever I have to talk to. But at the end of the day, I do not anticipate being here. And hey, man, if that's so, good riddance, man. There, you know, there's a guy named Jay Crowder who's on the trading block, and 
there's certainly probably something that can be worked out in terms of Jay Crowder for EG and uh, maybe a KJ, but, but KJ think won't Jay... get any minutes in Phoenix no, either. <laughs> it. It so, so it makes no sense. Yeah, no, you're yeah, right. Yeah. No, I. it's funny that you say that because like Stone's made a living at this point in his short tenure as a GM to make these players happy. Yep. So you think he wouldn't trade KJ Martin? So you trade KJ Martin to a team where he will have a substantial role, but... We don't know, obviously. We're starting to get closer to that time where it's like, you want the, you want your player that you send out to be happy, but at the same time, now you're starting to build upon your winning mentality. So now you have yeah. to start thinking of catering a little less and catering more to the needs of your team. Yep. Like, so I know that at some point he's going to... I mean, I'm not saying that Raphael Stone does that any less. Of course he takes that into big account. And every trade he's made has been, in my opinion... You know, at at the very least, an A minus. Like I think every trade he's made has been for the betterment, constant improvement of the team, and we've already seen it. He's already made strides so much as a GM. But for KJ Martin in closing here, it's hard for me to be mad at him because I, but I get what you're saying. Like he wants to, you know, where do you come off? You know what I mean, James Harden. He's acting, you know, You maybe you can argue that he's acting like similar to a James Harden when he arrived at training camp. Oh, I'm just here to do my job. Like, James yeah, Harden didn't say yeah. that, but that's basically what James Harden was doing, and, you know, coming back after COVID, after the um, after the bubble. He didn't want to be here. You could tell he didn't want to be here. He didn't say he didn't want to be here, but you kind of tell by the, by the uh, tendencies, his reaction, the verbal, the way he's talking. And, but at the same time, on the, on the flip side, I can't, I, it's hard for me to be mad at him. Imagine for his ego and the ego of yourself as a player, you have two rookies that are literally going to come in and immediately are already eclipsing you in minutes and roll without touching the hardwood for a single solitary second in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like, that's got to make a dent. You know what I mean? And an ego for someone like a KJ Martin who's worked his tail off from being a 50-second pick to being a serviceable role player. Like, who worked his tail off dare I say, like a Christian Wood who was undrafted and didn't want Jalen Green to take the helm because mm-hmm. I worked my tail off to get here. So to a degree, I get it because we're so early. We're just at media day. We're not even at the start of the preseason. Mm-hmm. But we're going to we're gonna go away from it. But my closing thoughts is I wish KJ well. I like KJ as a player. But if he doesn't want to be here, you shouldn't be here. It's, quote, John Wall, if you don't want to be here, don't be here. You know what I mean? We'll make we'll we'll accommodate you the best that we can, but we need to focus on us and the teams and the guys that want to be here and want to build on a winning culture and you know look at championships in the future. So, in the words of Forrest Gump, that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got to say about that. Let's flip the switch, GM, and let's talk about obviously something that is you know more of a positive note and more of a lighter note. Let's switch immediately to a well. You know I've thought about it back and forth, but I was thinking, well, GM here, why don't you pick? You wanna do you wanna do do you wanna talk about Boban, KPJ, or Jalen? Wait, sorry? Do you wanna talk about Boban, KPJ, or Jalen? Let's talk about Jalen. Okay. Alright, go ahead. Open open up the floor. Cause I, I I opened up on KJ. So you open up the floor on Jalen. I love how Jalen responded immediately to um Alprin Shangun's statement about them being this team. He was just Didn't like stri- that's fact. That's fact, man. He didn't even hesitate. And I love the confidence. You know, um, Jalen Green really impressed me in his presser. He just seemed like he's just ready to go. He's ready to start. Um, yeah, like you said, man, the way he looks. Like, he looks like he's ready. He looks like he's grown quite a bit in terms of size. He's aged a little bit. And his hair looks dope, man. <laughs> yeah. I love it. The hair, the hair yeah. looks money. And, I can't you deny know, it. Certain quips... You know, like, uh, shout out to our good friend Jackson Gatlin. Asked the question about who he trained with in the offseason. And a couple of people that came to mind, Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes is rookie of the year. He traveled down to Fresno uh, to Jalen's camp to play. And uh, Marjan Bochamp as well. And Josh Christopher came through as well. Like, the man has put in the work throughout the offseason. He said he wanted to clean up his handles, build some size for defense, um, be prepared for the workload. You could tell that um, he's ready and prepared to lead this offense now that Christian Wood is gone. I'm not saying necessarily lead like um, Kevin Porter Jr. as the point guard, but more so lead the offense in terms of being the main answer. And I think 
Jalen Green is definitely prepared for that. And I'm really excited to see how far he's come in terms of where he ended last year with that 41-point game. And this year now, where he's going to start being the number one guy. Even Steven Silas said the offense is going to run a little bit more catered to him because he is the guy. So, man, 22 to 25 points a game is not out of the realm of possibility nope. here for Jalen. He even said he wanted to be an all-star. That's a nice individual um, goal for him. And I think that's very fair. If he puts up the numbers, the Rockets kind of have a little bit more wins. I wouldn't say more wins and losses in total, but we're maybe five to seven games below 500 at the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. There's certainly a possibility that Jalen Green can be voted in by the coaches and by his peers um, as a reserve and imagine if they're actually playing better too. Like, imagine like they're not like. Imagine if they're hovering around yeah. five hundred. If they're just mm-hmm. knocking on the door, three games under, four games under. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And Jalen's putting up twenty four mm-hmm. a game, and he's obviously the high scorer. Yeah. And making his his immense impact on the floor. Like, could mm-hmm. you imagine if that was the case? So, good points there. I, I, for me, my my takeaways from Jalen. You know, obviously, besides the the weight gain has been his ability to handle the rock more and to kind of expand upon the bag, the proverbial bag that every NBA player or every Hooper Mm -hmm. says to have or tries to attain. Jalen Green is the type of player where the way he described himself is that, you know, the emphasis is on KPJ, but the pressure shouldn't be so heavily on KPJ now. Jalen Green is the type of guy that says, you know, I'm willing to be that guy. I'm willing to handle the rock. I'm hand- I'm willing to kind of be a-, a floor general to kind of help relieve KPJ and LP, who's obviously going to be handling the rock as well. Mm-hmm. Jalen said, you know, his 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 passing ability. He wants to overall get better than just scoring. So I think that's like an immediate upgrade for me right out of the gate just him kind of just saying that and then him just saying like when Al P said you know fact like what you were saying earlier like facts like absolutely and he said sooner he said sooner rather than later he said sooner rather than later and the fact that he said that is just it's proof that the 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 altruistic views of of this team is not just it's not just something that's they're just saying it's yeah. it's some it's a it's a mantra it's a mindset that they all believe in mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you can see that the winning oh man i you know and, you, and here i go you know, and i always say don't put too much stock in a media day and here i am ready to 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 carry the damn banner into the season 2023 play in let's get it you know what i mean like i'm not trying to do that but Jalen Green, you're, you're, be, you're saying a little positive killed, and i like it i like killed, it yeah but he killed the interview like you said mm-hmm. yeah. he the the stuff that he was saying, you know, in regards to winning, constantly improving, improving himself, improving his teammates. He didn't even fully talk about himself. He talked about his teammates. I thought that was huge for him to think more than just about himself. Think about ways that he can help his teammates be better as well. Yeah. Jalen is gonna be a star. Like it's it's written it's written in the stars. Like it's gonna <laughs> be. Sorry, I don't mean to be yeah, corny. Yeah, yeah. But it's written for him to be a stud already. So the last stud we had in Houston was James Harden. We know the gravity that a star is going to possess. He's going to get double teamed. He's going to get triple teamed. How is Jalen going to respond when the pressure gets heavy and doubles come his way? He's going to have to know how to get out of those situations and then elevate his teammates in the process of that. That's what Mm -hmm. made James Harden great. That's what needs to make Jalen Green great as well so i i don't want to see him obviously he doesn't need to do that in year two but i need to see the improvement on his end Mm -hmm. which he killed in the interview by the way and the weight gain and the fact that he had a crazy tan like dude looked like a million dude looked like a million bucks but (laughs) yeah he did he had a tan he had a tan he He had his bahamas tan and i can as, as a man i can respect it but i think jalen green though in closing this part with Jalen Green, I just think that he looks like a guy that's ready to take the helm. He knows it's his team. He knows this is his city. He knows he's the franchise cornerstone, and he's ready to take the. He's ready to carry the banner like the Newsies and freaking run this and run this into the ground. You know what I mean? He's gonna he's gonna run the gauntlet in the West here, and at some point, this team has to get better. And if they want to live up to the promising words that Alp said, this team is gonna be the best team in the NBA. It's gonna start and it's gonna end with Jalen Green. So, Jim. Let's flip. Let's flip now from a Jalen Green 
over to who I want to talk about, obviously. Who else do I want to talk about? Let's talk about Boban. No, no, no. Let's talk about... No, dude, Boban. I love Boban. Well, we are going to talk about Boban. Okay, okay. Fine, you want to talk about Boban? We can talk about Boban. That's fine. You want to talk about Boban? Let's talk about Boban. Okay, all right, let's go. Let's talk about Boban. <laughs> Boban, two seconds, came into the press conference and already earned the respect of the entire city of Houston from, you know, from the media members that were in the room down to, down to you know, John Doe who in... in in Richmond, in, in Richmond, in south of 59. Like, he obviously won the respect of the entire city already. The dude's a joy. The dude's a pleasure. You've been a Bobon mark from day one when he arrived in Dallas. So, GM, I, yeah. I want to give you the floor here. What was your immediate takeaways? I'll give my takeaways, but what were your immediate takeaways in regards to Bobon's uh, media interview? Oh, man, I thought it was very, it was very good. It, it, you can tell that he is very charming and he's a very likable guy, and a lot of people are going to be very happy that he is here. Um, in regards to everything else, like I'm just excited to see what he brings to the table in terms of being a vet. Being someone that doesn't take everything too seriously, can keep things light, but also big enough to be like, hey guys, I need y'all to chill, because he can also be an enforcer. That's the thing. And I think Boban is perfect for this locker room in terms of vet leadership. And I'm just excited to see what he brings to the table in terms of when he is on the floor with the team, you know, for the spot minutes, whenever it's needed, the guy can do what he he can do. He even said it. He's like, I can put up 10 and 10 if need be, but that might not be what this team needs, you know, and he, you can tell he's a very team oriented person. He's not about himself. But he also understands the big picture. He's really excited for his role, and he's also very excited about being able to help these young guys. I'm so excited to see it. I really want to see the effect he also has off the floor, you know. And you can already see that people already enjoy Boban. Um, they've had fun already in some of these videos. But, dude, man, I'm I'm really excited. And uh, I don't even know what else to think, to be honest with you. It's, it, it seems like it's going to be a joy. It's yeah. going to be a pleasure. It's going to be good stuff. I took the handful of minutes straight out of the gate from Boban, and I immediately thought, this is like the second coming of Dikembe. Now, granted, Dikembe already was a certified Hall of Famer when at the time he came to the Rockets. Mm-hmm. He was going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. We knew that. Dikembe, established veteran, one of the best centers in the NBA during his peak years. Boban... By no stretch of the imagination, unfortunately, it was was never the best center in the NBA. But you need those guys with that mentality, that presence, and like you said, the enforcer. You know, the first thing I thought about: who's the center that plays for the Clippers? Who's the starting center? Right Do you now? remember? Yeah, starting center for the Clippers. Oh, he man, he marked remember. us every time he we they came to Houston. Uh, Powell? No, uh, there was a center that. Oh my gosh, I gotta look this. Oh, up. Oh, is it Maxi Kleba? No, the Maxi Kleba plays for the plays for the Mavericks. <laughs> I you said Dallas. No, no, Clippers. Sorry. Oh, the Clippers. Sorry. Did I say oh, Dallas? Oh, you mean did. Dallas? You did. My bad. I'm sorry. It was Clippers. the guy who played for the Lakers before. I forgot his name. He beat us. Remember, we went to the Clippers game. Okay, so yeah. So bottom line, I like forgot his the, name. Okay, so the whole reason of what I'm trying, yeah, uh, Zubats. There yeah, you go. there you go. There you go. So the whole reason why I'm bringing this whole point up is. Zubots looked when he when they played us last year. Zubots looked like the second coming of Bill Russell. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, by the way. Uh, Shoutouts to also side note. They everyone's wearing the number six this year in honor of Bill Russell because of his death and the number retirement across the league, a la Jackie Robinson. And no, we're not wearing it in honor of LeBron James. So let's just stop that right now. So I will I will say this though. The zoo, the what I was trying to say is Zubots. What he's been, what he did to the team, what he did to the Rockets that year when he, you know, he was dropping twenty and twenty on us. That's why you have Boban. When someone like a Zubots or a big is maybe just overpowering Shangun, maybe Jabari just has to focus on Kawhi, so he can't he can't be guarding Zubots the entire time. He can't be doing all of that. That's when you spot Boban for five to ten minutes to kind of enforce the team and ultimately play defense and ultimately just kind of like not let 
Zubats get whatever he wants at the rim. That's exactly what Boban's there for. That's what he's there for. So there were so many games last year where the center was just killing it. Like the centers were just looking like all stars. Every center that came Remember who was guarding them? Yeah, every yeah Christian Wood. But that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Every center that came into us, like came to our town, freaking looked like you know all star centers. LP is going to obviously make a dent in that. They're not going to do the same thing that they did last year. But at the end of the day, LP is going to get tired. There's going to be games where LP is just, he's not going to be 100%. There's going to be days where it likes that. That's when you need to lean on a Bobon. Mm-hmm. Or if there's any time where someone's trying to bully another Rocket, that's what Bobon's there for. Absolutely. To be the enforcer, to be the protector, to be the guy that goofs around but is not af- but is not afraid to drop 10 and 10 in your face in five minutes because that's what he need. If that is what they need him to do, he will do it. He'll step up and do whatever he needs to do to help the team, whether it be on the floor or in the locker room. He'll do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. That's why Bobon, in my opinion, is already one of the greatest Rockets. <laughs> like oh, you know, wow. I gave my entire, I gave my entire soliloquy just to just to end there. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. The legacy no, of Biggs uh, <laughs> continues with Bobon Marjanovic, not even starting at the five, but coming in for spot minutes. Legacy know. of Biggs continues. It t- t- continues, man. It, 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 the legacy of veteran Biggs continues. You know, it's it's it's. Oh man, we can dude, go there. Oh, Tree dude. Rollins. It's the pure Kevin Willis, Samuel, Charles Jones, Samuel Dallenbear, Marcus Camby, uh, David Anderson. <laughs> oh my God, Dikembe Mutombo. Well, yeah, I knew that. Vin Baker, Kelvin Cato. Kelvin K, really? Mo Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Legacy of role Legacy playing of role bigs. Playing centers. There you go. There you go. Welcome. Thank, thank you for coming to our TED Talk. So, <laughs> all right. So, let's move on from that. Let's talk about my guy. Let's talk about my son. My 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 favorite player on the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Dude, Bill Worrell crashed the presser just to ask Jabari Smith a question. Yeah. If we're... If, if, Legend, guys, you can't see me because we're only doing audio on this legend. episode. But I'm flipping my wig right now, like I'm sweating. If Bill Worrell is crashing, he's retired. Mm-hmm. If he's crashing your interview to ask you a question, what more do you need? Well, I mean, I wonder like, if Bar even knows who Bill Worrell oh, is. Oh, I, I, that I can't but, speak know, like, for that. But obviously, Bill Worrell is a big fan of his. Like that's what we had ended up attaining and knowing. So. I'll open up the floor, obviously, in terms of this Jabari talk. Jabari, first thing out of the gate, dude's actually really well. I already, I could tell already from the draft, but he was actually obviously more serious, and you can tell he was kind of more honed in and focused from like the draft. Obviously, his post draft presser was good too. But you know, he's a very charming guy. Like you know, he was just like the things he would say. Like he would say little quips here and there, and I'm like, that's my son. That's my goddamn son. He's just groomed to be a superstar. Like, just the way that he interviews. But this is just the way that he talks. So, let's talk about it. Jabari Smith immediately came in mm-hmm. and talked about, you know, his dad. And how his dad was like, you know, he played one-on-one, but he chickened out. beat him 10-3 to or something like that. And then Jabari ends up going in more into depth on the team and how he can help the team win and the culture that's set. He said he didn't, he said he didn't play a lot with Alperin Shengun. So... He didn't play a lot with Alperin Shangun, so but they kind of got to get to know each other, and they've played limited minutes on the floor together, obviously. But the way that Jabari's talking about it, mm-hmm. he knows that this is gonna be run, my running mate. Like the way he's talking, like this is gonna be the guy. like he's like he even said he's like we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna Absolutely. figure it out because he was saying Alperin Shangun. He was like the way that he operates in the post. He's like I'm you know I'm a great spot up shooter. I'm a great spot up shooter. So this is basically where it's gonna. This is where it's we're going to mesh. Leading. This is the ebbs and flows of the game, and this is where we're going to mesh. And then he even said, he was like, you know, people are obviously going to, they're going to look to me. They're going to they're gonna try to guard me because, you know, I'm a 43% shooter from three, you know what I mean? And like, he was saying stuff like that. And yeah, I was like, dude, yeah, the swagger, yeah, like, come yeah. on, that's awesome. And then he did, but he did say, you know, there is an adjustment because you have to adjust. There is an adjustment. You have to adjust your shot. Your shot actually needs to come out his hands a little quicker, but there's no hitch already in his jump shot. But he knows that there's going to be moments where these NBA players, which they're faster, the fastest players in the world mm-hmm. are here 
here in the NBA. They're going to be running towards him, trying to get, yeah. throw him off the line. And then he knows he has to improve on his jump shot. So that's mm-hmm. another point of emphasis that he chose to make is to work on the repetition, work on the repetition, work on the repetition. And then another thing which stood out to me most and above all was the fact that Jabari talked about all he cares about is winning. That's the number one thing. He's like, what's the thing that matters to you the most? He's like, I mm-hmm. care the most about winning. Yeah. My goal, my goal is to help this team win games. He was like, whatever this team needs me to be, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And he said, ultimately, my my skill set defensively, he said, will ultimately set the tone for this team. And he knows that. He accepts that. It's almost as if he knows that in game one in Atlanta against the Hawks, He's going to be the guy that's going to be barking the orders on the defensive end, as it should be. Because Jabari out of the gate, shout-outs to Steven Silas, already said that Jabari Smith is already one of the most gifted, talent, gift, gifted talented defensive players now. Right now. So he said? Yeah, right out of the gate, right now. Wow. That is what he said, right out of the gate. Okay. Right now, he's already, he's already like a fantastic and great defensive player. This is not a single rep played in the entire NBA. Mm. So, if Steven Silas is raving about you in this way, now granted, this reminds me so much of Jay Sean Tate because all Silas raved about was Jay Sean Tate. So, if, Jay, if Silas is raving this much about my son Jabari Smith Jr., the league's in trouble. <laughs> like, I'm just the being honest. The league is cooked. The league is cooked. And I always make jokes about this, but I'm just being honest. So, in closing, what I, in closing before I hand it off to my brother, I just want to say that Jabari Smith. Overall, don't look at what the way that he handled this interview. It was perfect. He had the swagger. He handled the questions very, very, very beautifully. He answered the questions as he needed to. But I'm telling you all right out of the gate, don't look at what he does on the offense. Don't look at what he does on the offense. Watch the impact that he makes on the defensive floor. And I will continue to knock on this door with all my listeners Every day of the week until everyone starts paying attention to his defense because that's why we drafted him. We drafted him for his three-point shooting and his defense and everything else is cherry on the Sunday. Thank you for coming to my Jabari Smith TED Talk. GM, take it away here. What did you see in regards to the Jabari Smith interview and what were your overall takeaways? Well, I mean, you know, the, the one thing that I was really happy to hear about was his talk with Jalen Green and Jalen Green kind of reassuring him about what the NBA is going to be. You know, and talking to... Someone like Jalen, who was also the number two pick the year before, understands, you know, there is a struggle. And I think it helped put things in perspective for Jabari, especially considering his shooting from Summer League. Um, Jalen Green was able to help him in regards to that. Give him just a little bit of words of wisdom. Someone that's been there, someone that understands a little bit of the shooting struggles that comes along with the change of the pace and the strength and just the nuances of the NBA I think that it's it was great. Um, also, Kenny talking about Alperin Shangun and Jabari Smith partnership that will certainly blossom in the near future. And I love that he was very open and understood, like, we're going to make this work. We're going to make this happen. They will complement each other very well. Oh, they Al-P really will do. hold the ball. Really um, he'll make stuff happen, not just for Jabari, but for the guards. And Jabari Smith will make things a lot easier for LP, considering he can spread the floor out a lot more. They can run a four out, LP in the post, mid post, do whatever they need to do in terms of making sure and ensuring that Alperin Shangun will have success. And when Alperin Shangun has success, Jabari Smith's success will certainly be following that as well. Um, but also in terms of that, you know, like, Let's not bring up, um, what is it, the report that's talked about the heights as well. Shout out to Ali Khan Bijani, mm-hmm. posted up that and listed Alperin Shangun at 6'11 and Jabari Smith Jr. at 6'11. Well, they, apparently they did the heights. That's the yeah, official. Yeah, I'm curious to know. Uh, I'm curious to know how that is. Let's hope we get a picture of them standing next to each other so we can really see if they are 6'11 together because i know jabari 611 like i mean jabari might be 71 sure. now who knows i know that's why I, mean, I told i said this off i said this off kilter and i said this off uh camera or off off video or no sorry <laughs> off off the pod or off the record or whatever but i told justin i was like yo man you don't need victor Wimbanyama. you got jabari smith yeah <laughs> there you go there you go no. jabari see, see, 7 one see nope man you're gonna upset rockets twitter there with that comment <laughs> yeah no, no victor Wimbanyama, no wimby 
Hey man, I, I'm a Scoot, I'm no a Scoot Henderson guy. I've said this from the very beginning. I said this last year. But anyways, that's besides the point. I'm a Nick Smith what? Jr. guy. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, uh, was but it I Cam Whitmore? Is that his name? That's another one. Um, but yeah, so in regards to Jabari Smith Jr., you know, I, I believe that he answered the answered a lot of his questions very eloquently, and I was very happy to see him. You're right; he did have a lot of swagger, um, you know, and he was able to respond well. Uh, I'm really happy with the choice, and if they are giving him rave reviews inside the building then they made a slam dunk with this pick and Kenny the commish will be extremely happy. So I mean that that that's also a good thing. I mean, I'm just I'm I'm just ready for the season, man. I'm ready for Sunday. Absolutely. The commission I will be there Sunday. Yes. We already got our tickets. We're locked in. Meet us not at the summit. Meet us at Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> we'll de- we'll we'll definitely uh, pro- uh try to set up a meetup uh that game as well. So, we'll make that happen. Absolutely. So, one more topic, obviously, before we move on. Uh, there's one more, like, player that obviously stuck out most in my mind. That's the starting point guard of the Houston Rockets. It's Kevin Porter Jr. He talked about it a little bit earlier. He gave about a 10, 15-minute interview, pretty much just stating overall about his uh, his overall mental health, his progression. Steven Silas has said and as well as uh, Raphael Stone echoing the same sentiments basically saying that Kevin Porter Jr. was the hardest worker this entire summer like he was in the gym constantly and you could tell whether it was through footage that you saw or you know anything that we were saying any inkling but it wasn't like it wasn't any stretch of the imagination like I wasn't like shocked at all that Kevin Porter Jr. was that guy he just seems like that type type of dude that he's just a gym rat like him and Jalen come off come off to me as guys that are just gym rats so Kevin Porter Jr. came in he basically gave a fantastic interview just and he's so good at it like he really is like and you can tell like he means it like he's not faking it him and Josh Christopher in my opinion are so good when they handle the media just because like Josh Christopher like when he talks like it's not it's off kilter it's like not what you tend to expect we can't we can't spotlight too much on Josh Christopher unfortunately but you know just cuz of time but for Kevin Porter Jr the way that he kind of covered the interview like it was great it was fantastic like i personally appreciated hearing what he had to say about his own mental health and his struggles and how he's just ultimately trying to be a better human being like mm-hmm. he even said he was like thankful that he can walk thankful he can run thankful he can drink water like that's it's the simple Kevin Porter Jr seems like a guy it's the simple things in life that make him thrive like that seems like the type of guy that he is so that's why like there are days where you're gonna you know those games when he unfortunately was not at his best you know it it was heartbreaking to see and I know that that's why it's heartbreaking for us as fans and it's heartbreaking for him as well so just seeing his new mindset it's that hard in heart the steadfast the steadfast mindset you know stay the course the fact that he knows that there has to be some level of consistency within his mind and I think once he gets that he'll He'll be unstoppable, and ultimately he'll get the contract that he wants. Mm-hmm. So, GM, that's that's my take overall on how KPJ is. What's been your take overall? What did you think of his interview? Because I know you just you loved it, you raved about it. But give go into more detail on how you felt. I believe he was very insightful, um, not just with his answers, but to the people, to the media. He was very transparent, and I'm really appreciative of that because it takes a lot of humility and it takes a lot of vulnerability to put himself out there like that. You know, give the answers of where it was like him playing the point guard position and how that just wasn't an adjustment in becoming a point guard. That was an adjustment in his life. And, you know, there were things that kind of like evolved or revolved around all of that. That's huge, man. That's a big deal, you know, and to hear, you know, like you stated, like to appreciate the little blessings and have a better understanding of the big ones because of what he has and what he's capable of with his gifts. So I think that's really crucial. It helps a lot. And I'm just really happy for him. You know, I like to, I do see the maturity. I do see the growth. Um, now all you have to do is apply it and when there are times of where he feels that 
you know, he is under pressure, he is unhappy, you know, hopefully he applies that understanding and understands that another situation like the Denver game will do more things that are bad than good for his future. So, you know, like I'm just really happy for him to find some mental clarity, his find some more maturity and I love how humble he was in terms of appreciating and understanding his teammates and being like, they trust me to lead the charge. And that pertains a lot of a lot of trust from both sides. And the fact that they trust him to run this team and to hopefully lead them to a more successful season says a lot about his growth and I think that Kevin Porter Jr. is certainly someone to watch after this um, interview and something to watch in terms of what we see later on, especially preseason going into the regular season. I'm really excited, man, and I'm just really happy for Kevin Porter Jr. I'm happier for his mental health, his emotions, and who he is as a human being yeah. more than who he is as a basketball player because when he finds mental clarity that will lead to clarity for his game and the way he plays and i think that'll do a lot for him later on in the future so i do believe that it will help his long term so we'll see yeah. um all i can say is that he was just really good and I yeah, love how he was very supportive. Yeah. And uh, he, he even talked about the LP quote again about the best team in the future. You know, they'll be the best team. And he said, I love that confidence out of him, you know, and I appreciate that because it shows confidence in K- KPJ to lead the charge for yeah. the best team. Yeah. You so, you know, a, that that that's that weird. response right there showed a lot about where his head's at. Mm-hmm. So I'm just. Man, I'm just really happy for him, man. I'm I have wait I'm a, I take a wait and see approach to Kevin Porter Jr. I'm not going to get into the specifics. If you listen to this podcast, you already know how I feel about KPJ. Very supportive, but there's also an a cautious understanding. So, this is certainly a arrow in the right direction in terms of his career. So, I'm just I'm hopeful, man. I'm really hopeful, and I'm really happy to see what the rest of this season brings. Yeah, no, I'm excited too. In fact, like I, I'm, I'm so just, I don't know, man. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm already like after the after media day, like I'm. It's just it's reinvigorated. Not already the fact that I've been excited, but the mm. fact that like we're finally gonna get Rockets basketball back. Like I'm, I, it's been too long. Like it's been since mid-April since we got a solid Rockets game like and that's the thing Steven Silas had talked about it during his presser where it was like you know you're gonna go through those lulls of that long summer because they didn't they don't make the playoffs you know the the sooner you make the playoffs the sooner your summertime gets cut down yep because you get to play in the games that really really matter you get to get thrown in the fire the way that this team is the way that the swagger that they're already talking about if they can make noise to a degree of like they don't make the plan, but they can like get close or like, you know, start getting the other nine seed or ten seed or the eighth seed kind of shaking in their boots if they're kind of just right there at the cusp. Cause really all you have to hit is the tenth seed. You're the tenth seed, you're you're in you're in the play in. Like if you get the tenth seed, you gotta win twice. But you're in the play in. That's what matters. Just get in the play in. So 10th in the conference, in the Western Conference, 10 out of the 15, that's not, like, it's it, it's hard, but if this team can put it together, is it that hard when you think about it to just get into the play-in? Like, people tend to forget that. Like, the, you're in the 15th place in your Western Conference out of the 15 teams, and then you want to get to 10th. That's it. You just got to move up five places. It's actually not, I don't think it's as, like, it's obviously difficult like easier said than done but if you think about it just five spots the rockets all they have to do is move up five spots from last year mm-hmm. i think it's actually doable this year yeah like and that's absolutely. what i'm saying like people think all oh, playing like you have to be seventh or eighth no you have to be nine or even ten that's it so by and large all i have to say is 
this media day gave me full confidence, full and the full embodiment of what this season's gonna hold. I'm super excited at the prospect of it. I'm super excited at the prospect of this season, and I'm super excited at the prospect of seeing this team fully start engaging in winning basketball. Just start moving and your culture shifting to start winning games because at some point that dam's got to move that dam's got to break and is the dam gonna break this season it has to break at some point because Mm -hmm. if you don't then you're just teetering in the you're just teetering in the black hole like all the other teams that are eternally in the abyss of the lottery eternally abyssing the top five top seven of the draft i don't want to be that yeah. You know what I mean? You want to build consistency until you're ready to make the jump into becoming a top team in the NBA, a lot like Phoenix, a lot like those other teams, Milwaukee, these guys that are slowly building upon their culture, Boston, these teams that are building upon the culture, they're taking on the losing ways, and they're building upon it now, and now you're seeing the fruits of their labor. I want to see the Rockets do that, so we'll get there soon enough, sooner rather than later. Shout out to Jalen Green. So... <laughs> GM, I do want to end, though, on one more note, Mm -hmm. and it's not even about the Rockets. The entire NBA, oh my gosh. Dude, point number one, James Harden just said, yo, I I lost 100 pounds, tweet that. (laughs) (laughs) We had to talk about that. That was spicy, and I really liked that coming out of him. He's so tired of people talking about his height. He's like, dude. I mean his weight. weight. I'm sorry. His weight. Guys, I, I I worked like 10 hours today. But like, he said... Dude, he was just literally like, he's so sick of people talking about his weight. He's like, yo, man, I lost, he's like, yeah, I lost 100 pounds. Tweet that. You know what I mean? Like, what was your thoughts? Like, when you thought about James Harden? <laughs> when James Harden said Dude, that I, I, I loved it. I really thought, like, I was uh, really astonished at the fact that he did say that. I was like, man, my man's feeling a little spicy. And I respect it. I love it. Uh, made me really happy that he didn't give a shit and he was willing to put himself out there because you know kind of it kind of feels like in his in his end it's like okay i'm done you're you've been talking all about me all the time and now i'm over it i'm done and there's nothing wrong with it like some people might be like (laughs) james harden i get that i get that man i'm not mad about it um but at the end of the day for me it's more mostly just appreciating who he is man and who he was and what he brought to this team and i want him to succeed like that's just me uh personally but you know who knows what's going to happen over there in um what is it in philly you yeah, know? I don't. Yeah, I don't honestly. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean they look know. they look we good. Know. We'll see. But James looks like he's in great shape. But we're talking about players in great shape. What do you think about Zion? In New Orleans, see how great that man looks. I yeah, saw that, lo- yeah, and a, I was like, "Yo, league is finished." He must have cut like he must have cut a good like twenty pounds. Like, and uh, he must have cut like a good twenty pounds, or maybe maybe a stretch of like twenty five, maybe. But like, he looks he looks great. Like C.J. McCollum just extended his contract on top of it, mm-hmm. so that Pelicans team is well built. I mean, if he's buying in, if he's buying into it, finally, then finally you know what i mean because yeah. at some point he has to buy into the culture because at some point you got to realize this Pelly's team's actually trying to win they're, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're actually trying so zion yeah. i don't know what you know kind of you know what was what was going up uh zion's mind what was in his mindset at the time but yeah no he looked like a million bucks i know that you had talked about it already you were all up in there like you were really enjoying it in the way that he is and then as well as uh russell westbrook the russell westbrook presser he literally said you know there may be some guys that you know, may not may not like me. He, he, he literally said, "It's like it's like a job. Like not everyone's gonna like you at your job." Yep, it's like, true. You work it's a job. True. So it's Russell true. Westbrook was saying that, and I'm like, man, I just feel for him. I, I feel for Westbrook. I really do. I do. You know? I feel for him. You know, like former Rocket. You know, um, he gets a bad rap for how he plays, and I'm not saying that it's all his fault or people have just ragged on him he was a guy that was an mvp candidate and people i i I, even though we wanted it to be james i get it we you know like we wanted our guy to win but at the end of the day it's like what can you do you know yeah like russ still deserves respect i still think so too and he's been he's been he's been the on the receiving end of a lot of jokes but i wish nothing but the best for him 
Okay, so that's our little quick trip around the NBA GM. <laughs> There's obviously well, let's let's go home here on a on a rocket note. Mm-hmm. Let's go home here on a note that's obviously a big thing. Rockets start their training camp tomorrow. What are we looking forward to in this training camp? What do you think it's going to be? And overall, what do you think that this Rockets team is going to look to achieve coming out of this training camp? Um, consistency and a competitive nature that will certainly um, form from all of these guys being around the same age, trying to gain minutes. And, man, um, progress. Movement forward, especially on the defensive end. When you guys like Jabari Smith Jr. and Tari Eason there, in addition to a Jay Sean Tate and Eric Gordon to an extent, hey, man, like they're, that's what I want to see. A defensive team that has improved. Not necessarily being a complete defensive team. That, that That's not going to get it twisted because we're still not going to be that great of a defensive team. Yeah. It's just more so along the lines of the team getting better. And you just want to see the improvements. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's something that is certainly plausible in the grand scheme of things. Oh, absolutely. We'll it's definitely, see, it, it, it can get there. But what overall, though, this training camp is going to be so scrappy. I can already mm-hmm. tell out of the gate. Yeah. Like, I can tell by the personnel. Jay Shantate alone is already scrappy. KJ Martin himself is obviously, he's in his zone now. So he's got a little angst. He's going to oh, take yeah. out some aggression during training camp. Jabari Smith. You know, is a dog. Tari Eason is a dog who's trying to carve their way into the NBA. Mm-hmm. That they already know that they're pretty much, you know, Jabari Smith's pretty much guaranteed the starting position at this point. But Tari Eason, who's fighting and clawing to try to get his way into minutes as well. Garrison Matthews is going to feel threatened to a degree because his minutes may get eaten up at some point. Now, granted, Garrison Matthews, in my opinion, is going to get all the minutes in, during, in the beginning of the season. Sorry to all the Tari Eason fans. Let's just be real here. <laughs> they're, they're, I'm telling you right now, Silas is going to give all the minutes to Garrison. You're, you're, at you're least to start pro- the season. You're definitely probably right. So, and then you have that. And then you have a Ty Ty Washington who's trying to carve his niche into the NBA as well. You know, he wants to be that backup point guard. Dacian Nix, another dog that wants to carve his way into the rotation as mm-hmm. well. So, there's just so much competition, you know, to be done, yeah. to be made. And where the heck was Usman Garuba. Where was my boy? Your boy doesn't want to be honest. a part of it, man. He, he's like, I'm done with the media. He's like, call me when it's when we play the real games. And I'm like, Usman, you got to do that. You got to at least do the media day. So, you know, that's... Look, like I said before, everybody, you know, let's let's sh- shift gears back into focus. The, the training camp, the media day, it's all just an appetizer getting ready for the preseason and ultimately the regular season. So, you know, continue to follow us. We're going to be continuing training camp, and we're, po- we're going to be pumping another episode during the week. So just be on the lookout for that because another episode is going to be coming. We're right back to it, two a week. We're going to be doing it at least two a week, maybe even three. So just continue to follow us in there and NBA training camp, the Rockets training camp. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a, a great joy. But GM... Let's get ready to go home here. Anything, any last words you have to get off your chest here before we uh, close this episode? No, man. Just very excited um, for the preseason to start. And just keep an eye on us. Keep an eye on the summit. We got things coming. We're going to make sure to put out the best product we can for you guys. And we just want to thank everyone for supporting us and being there for us. And just, you know, listening, watching, participating, interacting with us on Twitter, Instagram, whatever your platform is, we just truly appreciate you for all the support that you give us and, you know, just listen to the podcast, download, um, watch us on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube, buy our merch. Um, we'll see y'all Sunday. Um, so yeah, like, uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno, M-I-R-A-B-U-E-N-O. Follow us on Twitter at Summit S O M P O D. Follow the follow us on Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore P O D. Follow the network at Apollo H O U on all of your social media platforms, and follow us also at Apollo NBA. Did I catch all that, Kenny? No. 
You didn't. Oh, okay, darn. No, I'm kidding. No, you caught everything. You caught everything. You basically just wrapped it all up in a in a very nice bow. Well, thank you. It was I try. A well, attempted bow. I try. It was attempted. It was an attempted bow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, follow myself on Twitter as well at some commissions uh, as we stated uh, earlier in the episode. But yeah, uh, big things in store for you boys. Big things in store for the summit. We officially dropped our announcement, by the way, that we are going to be the watch parties are returning. So the watch parties are officially back. Uh, location is pretty much secured as of this point, but uh, dates are still. We just know for sure the first one is going to be in November, correct? Yes. The first, the first one, one, be one will November. be in November. Um, location we cannot release yet, but we will tell you as soon as we possibly can. As soon as we're allowed. Absolutely. Just know There's that watch parties done. are coming. Um, we'll definitely have more than hopefully maybe two or three before year's end before the calendar turns to 2023. We will see what we can do in terms of timing, but let me tell you this: that you know, we're just excited to um, see everybody, man. It's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's nothing short of a fun time and a great time. So we're excited for that, and and just continue to keep your eyes peeled. You know, there's there's big things happening, not just watch parties, but other things in which we cannot say. So it's coming very very soon. Maybe as soon as next week. Maybe maybe not. You won't know unless you follow us. So continue to follow. Continue to pump the episodes. We really, really appreciate episode 122. And uh, we're going to continue to climb and continue to do the best that we can to be to provide the best show, the best podcast that we can for each and every one of y'all. So we appreciate your support. And uh, yeah, so that's going to be the end of this episode. Media Day was a success. Rockets Media Day was a success. This episode overall was a success. Uh, training camp for the Rockets starts tomorrow. Follow us if you want to uh, follow us to get the content. That way we continue to pump out the content in regards to training camp as well. So we'll be definitely getting y'all content as we get the information flowing over to us. So let's go on the end of the episode here. As we said, you know, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Have a good rest of your week and go Rockets. The Summit for, 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 for Life.